Hello and welcome to Hire Automation, a podcast brought to you by High Robotics. I'm your host, Michelle Dawn Mooney, and today we're talking about the pitfalls of over-automation navigating batch factor in the warehouse. The allure of automation has cast an undeniable spell on the world of warehousing, from robotic pickers gliding through aisles to intelligent sorting systems, the promises of increased efficiency, reduced labor costs and enhanced productivity have no doubt captured your attention. Yet as you plunge headlong into all the technologies available today, it's easy to overestimate what your warehouse truly needs. When you are considering and ultimately designing an automated warehouse storage system, one of the most important things to look at is your batch factor. Understanding and correctly calculating batch factors will help you design the right-sized system and save you from overspending on an army of robots you don't actually need. We have two great guests for this conversation today. Kyle Detweiler is Technical Sales Executive for High Robotics, and Victoria Carlson is Senior Solutions Engineer for High Robotics. Thank you both for being with me today. Thanks for yeah, having thank us, you. Michelle. And before we get started, can I ask for a brief bio? starting with you, Victoria? Yeah, so I've been at High Robotics for almost a year now, uh, actually on the solutions engineering team. Uh, before that, I spent four years also in material handling automation at another um, AMR company. Um, so I've been in the industry for about five years on the sales engineering, solutions engineering side. Yep, I've been in the industry for about three years now. I've uh, been with High for about 18 months. My background is, is purely industrial engineering, uh, consulting, automation design, and, and now sales. So very excited to have the opportunity to you know, share with the industry you know, the power of Batch Factor. Great to have both of you here. Excited to get into this conversation. So let's dive right in. Let's start off with this. What is a SKU Batch Factor and how is it used in warehouse automation? Yeah, great question, Michelle. So batch factor is a key driver in warehouse automation and design. And where we primarily see this come into play is during the picking process. So batch factor is a number and it's how many order lines on average will be fulfilled from one inventory position. That inventory position can be a tote, it could be a pallet, it could be a case, etc. People commonly use the term batch factor, but what is actually being communicated is commonality, usually at the workstation level. So batch factor isn't something that you have, it's something that you're able to achieve. And each industry and operation has a different level of opportunity, depending on a few critical factors that I'm sure we'll get into in just a moment. Right. So just to start, you know, SKU stands for stock keeping unit. So it's a unique ID that applies to one item um, in your inventory in the warehouse. Um, the way I like to describe SKU and SKU batch factor, though, is if you imagine you and your friend are going grocery shopping. So you need two apples, a banana and a loaf of bread. Your friend needs a banana, an apple and a carton of milk. So your SKUs are the apple, banana, milk and bread, right? Um, and your order lines, though, you have three things on your grocery list. So you have three order lines. Uh, your friend also has three things on their grocery list. So they have three order lines. So that's a total of six order lines between the two orders. Um, rather than, you know, make six trips to get all those different things on your list, you could batch them. So maybe you get the apples and the bananas and your friend gets the milk and the bread. So, you know, that's, that's six order lines divided by four SKUs, so to speak. So you have a 1.5. Uh, batch factor uh, in this little uh, example. Um, you've now turned six tote presentations that a robot would do into four since you batched the apple and banana orders in the example. 
So as a result, you streamline the process um, and reduce the cost here because the efficiency of the system is, is improved. And Victoria, I love your analogy about the apples and bananas. I was following along like an old <laughs> math problem. So we know that batch factor is important. It does matter. So what happens if you miscalculate it, if you don't have the correct numbers of apples and bananas and cartons of milk? Yeah. And if it wasn't obvious, you know, with my engineering background, I like to use numbers. So let's say, you know, you've looked at your data um, for the customer, and it's 100 order lines per hour. Um, the solutions provider is looking at that data, and they're saying you have a batch factor of two. So now you have a, a robotic system that just needs to make 50 trips per hour because you've, you've divided the number of order lines by your batch factor. Um, if each robot could do 25 trips per hour, you would only need a two-robot system then, which would be really great. Um, but if your batch factor is really 1.5 or 1, you actually need three or four robots. Um, with a, my small example, that doesn't maybe make too much of an impact, but as we talk about thousands of order lines, it can start, you know, mattering where you're missing tens of uh, robots in your system that you might need. Exactly. Yep. To Victoria's point, there's always a risk when calculating batch factor that you could oversize the system. But on the flip side, I think the risk of undersizing your system is, is an even greater one. And at the end of the day, you know, I feel it's important to note that batch factor calculation is, uh, you know, nothing more than an educated guess based on historical data and that being paired with existing operational and system constraints and processes. And that is what we're using to guide and measure what the system tomorrow would look like based on our constraints today. And so it gives us directional guidance to you know, understand how can our performance in, in, increase? What could that efficiency gain look like? But it's important that everybody involved in that batch factor calculation, the integrator, the designers, the end users are comfortable with what that number is because it does have a drastic impact on what the system of the future could look like. Yeah, it's a lot of work for an educated guess. <laughs> we know the importance clearly of the batch factor, but how do we calculate it? What do we do to make sure that's as accurate as possible? Uh, well, you could have me or someone on my team do it. We do a pretty good job of it. Um, but you know, you and your automation partner should really analyze that order data with a focus on order profile and order availability. So by order profile, what I mean is an understanding of you know, the number of SKUs in your inventory, how large are those items? It's very different to fit, you know, a bunch of lipsticks in a bin versus a bunch of uh, shoes. Um, then you also want to look at the order, order lines and order line quantities that I talked about earlier. Um, a lot of e-commerce uh, cu customers that are shipping direct to consumer, you only probably only buy one thing off Amazon at a time. So it's a single line, single piece order. Um, whereas some other customers like makeup brands um, that, you know, have like a free shipping minimum, you might have multiple items in that order. Um, the order availability, what that simply means is that when, um, when is that order information available in the system? So does your team start at 8 a.m. with, you know, the thousand orders that you need to fulfill that day? And then we can intelligently batch those orders together. Or are we just getting, you know, waves of 10 or 20 orders per hour and we have to fill them immediately? So that can really affect what we're able to do with batch factor. Exactly. And it's, and it's important to understand how those factors can change throughout the year. So if we, if we look at a standard apparel customer, the average day could look drastically different than the peak day. And understanding the impact that that volatility could play, not only on your buyers, so the people that you're shipping to, how do their buying habits change on, let's say, a Black Friday versus 
in the middle of April. Uh, that that SKU set, that order profile is going to change. That order availability could change. Your shipping cutoffs could change. So understanding what you're designing to, how you're designing to, what time of the year you're designing to. Many people design to peak and rightfully so. It causes a lot of people heartburn and headaches. But understanding the impact that batch factor has and, and the difference we see in batch factor opportunity from the average day to the peak day could lessen that headache. And, and working with a trusted partner that can get you there and, and get to a number that you're comfortable with is very important. Yeah, we've really covered a lot of territory when it comes to batch factor, of course, the importance and how to calculate it properly. But can you give us some examples to illustrate the real benefits of strong batch factor strategy, how it affects the bottom line and so many other areas that some people may not even be aware of? Strategy, I think we might be playing it a little loose and fast with the word strategy, knowing that batch factor is just a, an educated guess um, backed up with with data. But at the end of the day, understanding your batch factor is going to give you a better understanding of how your operation is going to run. And if we understand how your operation is going to run today, tomorrow, or a year from now, we're able to make better design assumptions and build out a solution that is more accurate. And if we're able to achieve that, we're going to see efficiencies gained across the entire warehouse, picking, put away, shipping, packing. There'll be less surprises as we move through. If we don't have a good strategy or a good understanding, we won't be able to capture those efficiencies. We won't see cost savings. We'll probably see you know, cost implications, unfortunately. We'll see a slower speed uh, to the customer when everybody's trying to move faster. And so it's very important that we have a, a solid understanding and foundation as we move forward. Right. And I, I do think truly that batch factor can make or break uh, a deal here when it comes to a robotics or sortation system. Um, it can mean the difference between 100 robots or 200 robots. And those have really big impacts on whether or not the customer can move forward with the purchase. Um, but all that being said, you want to be able to trust your automation partner to guide you on the right assumptions for your industry and analyze that historical data so they make the right and strong recommendation. If anyone has any questions out there, if they're looking for more guidance and they would like to find out more information about our conversation today, where can they go? I think the best way is to to head to the website. Feel free to you know reach out to our team. Uh, let us know how we can how we can help. If you'd like us to calculate your batch factor, like Victoria said, we're happy to do that. Or we also have a a trusted network of. Uh, close partners that we work with that are very skilled in this process as well. So I think at the end of the day, make sure you're comfortable with the numbers that you're seeing. Make sure you're comfortable with the team and partners that you have aligned with. Uh, it's a big decision, one not to be taken lightly, and batch factors a number that has a big impact. Kyle Detweiler, Technical Sales Executive for High Robotics, and Victoria Carlson, Senior Solutions Engineer for High Robotics. I want to thank you for your time. Great conversation. Exciting to see where technology is taking us and important information covered today. Just letting us know why we really need to make sure that batch factor is as accurate as possible. So I appreciate you being here today. Thanks again. It's a pleasure, Michelle. Thank you. Yep. Thank you very much. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in to Higher Automation, a podcast brought to you by High Robotics. Of course, you can go to highrobotics.com for more information there and be sure to subscribe to the podcast to hear more great conversations like the one we had today. I'm your host, Michelle Dawn Mooney. Thanks again for joining us. We hope to see you soon. Yeah.